to a meaningful marketplace. I'm Sarah Massoni from Oregon State University's Food Innovation Center, where I've helped countless dreamers launch their new food products. It's the science of taking a food delight from the kitchen to mass manufacturing and still keeping its great taste. That's what I do. I've been called the woman with the million-dollar palate, although I haven't tried to cash that check yet. Listen in weekly for real-life stories. Sarah Marshall, owner of Marshall's Hot Sauce and author of Preservation Pantry, modern canning from root to top and stem to core. I love inspiring business owners to get started on their journeys, encouraging folks to be part of their local community, and I'm excited to help business owners tell their stories. Join us as we explore the journeys of women entrepreneurs in the food and beverage industry. Hello and welcome to Missoni and Marshall, the Meaningful Marketplace. We are here weekly to discuss the journeys of female food entrepreneurs. We're glad you joined us today as we bring you stories of hope and inspiration. This is Sarah Marshall, owner of Marshall's Hot Sauce. And Sarah Massoni of Oregon State University's Food Innovation Center. Hi, Sarah. Hi, Sarah. It's just me and you today. Yeah, it's so nice to see you. <laughs> it's good to see you too. I feel like we had a whirlwind adventure in new york we did and then you got COVID. it was different than las vegas wasn't it <laughs> it was different it was so different but it was really fun except mm-hmm. for that you got COVID. i told our I guests did. on the last show because that's why you weren't there the last couple of times mm-hmm. so um, i got exposed on sunday and by tuesday i had the sore throat and then i i flew home i wore my mask and then wednesday i just crashed I had to go to bed and then I slept for a few days and I coughed my lungs out and all the things. It was just, I was pretty thankful I had all the vaccinations and the booster because I can't imagine what it would have been like without it. Yeah. I, well, I'm glad you're okay. I'm okay. I made my family sick. Yeah. How are they doing? Other people sick. They're recovered pretty much. We're all doing much better. Good. I'm mm-hmm. glad. Well, I'm glad that um, you were all vaccinated so that it wasn't more detrimental. You made it through it. At one mm-hmm. point, you texted me to see if I would take care of your daughter in case things got. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember that. But it like... <laughs> well, my only answer was, of course. Oh, that's I don't funny. think she needs me to. Oh, that's great. But I will do whatever I need to happen. She was great. You're going to make it through it. She actually lasted five days before she got sick. And then, yeah. And then she, my husband both got to take the antiviral medication. I think it really helped them. Good. Not get more sick, which is anyone out there. If you get COVID, go and see the, you know, call the doctor right away. As soon as you test positive and make sure if you can take the antiviral medication that you get that medication. That's that's good advice because I feel like especially I didn't as, do that. I yeah, was like, oh, I'm sick. As <laughs> things are starting to open back up for all of our food entrepreneurs, you know, we're all at these event, events sick. again. And so yeah. it's like, then what happens when you do get the COVID? So mm-hmm. take Sarah's advice. Get yeah. the medicine. <laughs> Call your doctor. Call your doctor. Get the medicine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, when we didn't know that you were sick. Mm-hmm. We had an amazing time in New York. We did yes, a lot of things. Mm-hmm. And so today, this episode, we don't have a guest on because we did want to talk about 
um, the food shows we were at. We wanted to talk about people that we met. We yeah. always love to talk about the food that we ate. Yeah. The food. Um, and I just wanted to talk about food shows in general because we have a lot of listeners who maybe haven't done them or want to yeah. figure out if it's worth the risk. So I think we should do all those things today. Okay. Where do you want to start? What do you want to talk about first? Well, I mean, we can just talk about the fancy food show is um, there are two major shows. One is the summer show and one is the winter show. And it's put on by the Specialty Food Association. And the one that we just attended was at the Javits Center in New York City. It was June 12th to the 14th. And they had over 1,700 exhibitors um, featuring specialty foods and beverages from around the world. So it was pretty awesome. It was pretty awesome. And the other food show that I was at too was the um, Good Food Mercantile. And that yes. always happens like the, the day before so that people can do both events if they want to, mm -hmm. which I feel like is really nice. So yeah. um, I just wanted to talk about um, for food entrepreneurs, if you're thinking about traveling to a food show, this was the first time that I have um, gone cross country with for a show. I have done um, you did you know, the I did West the, Coast. I stuff. did the fancy food show in San Francisco, which of course it's cheaper. It's easier to get there, you know, mm -hmm. um, this was the first time that I went to New York for the um, Good Food Mercantile. Mm -hmm. um, and I think that the nice thing about that, if you're thinking about doing those shows, is I do think it's beneficial to do both of them. If you're going yeah. to travel that distance and make pay the that most money, of it, mm -hmm. I think it's good to make the most of it because I do think that there's different kinds of buyers at the shows. Yes, so, there are. So at the um, Good Food Mercantile, I felt like it was... Um, uh, shop owners that were a little bit smaller. There was, mm -hmm. um, you know, a lot of cheese shop owners, a lot of bakeries, um, chocolates. Yeah. Specialty grocery stores, yep, people crackers. that, yeah, if you're, a, if you're a chocolate maker, it's yeah. very curated and mm -hmm. hand selected, um, foods. Yeah. And I think if that sounds like a good fit for you, I think that show is great to do. And I think yeah. the, um, you have to all, be a member. Yeah, you do have to be a member. Mm -hmm. And I think with the specialty food, um, there's a lot bigger buyers there for bigger shows. But Very those, true. Same, those same buyers are at the other show too, from the smaller shops. But yeah. it's a little bit harder to find you, you know? Yeah. And so, yeah, um, so I think it's like... Good How big is things. the mercantile? What, 200 um, vendors? Two, 300 vendors booths? I think maybe even less. Even I, less. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, depends would, on the show because yeah. the one we had in Portland had over 200, I think. Yeah, I think there was less at this one. Um, it was in Brooklyn. It was in Brooklyn at the um, Industry City, which I did want to talk about. Industry City, I had never been there before. It's a very cool event space um, where mm -hmm. they had it with uh, a lot of really cool stuff around it. So there's like, oh. um, there's all this like Japanese themed shops and restaurants mm. and um, there's like sake breweries and all this really cool stuff in that space. So it was nice after the show, I kind of wandered around with my brother and checked out a lot oh. of really, really neat stuff that I hadn't seen before. So that That's was cool. It was a fun area that I had never been in. So mm. if you are maybe more intimate than like down by the Javits center, Javits center is mm. really like, it's right on the Hudson. It's like right in the city there. Yeah, big city. There's neighborhoods right around that because we walked over to Hudson Yards, but it's a little bit different than being in Brooklyn, I think. Yeah, it it's totally 
totally different. But and then Brooklyn is so huge. It's like we were in this part of Brooklyn I'd never even been to before. Never heard know? of it. Yeah. No, no, never been there. I was in Brooklyn too. I actually got filmed for a little snippet that's going into the Museum of Ice Cream in Chicago, talking about the modern history of ice cream. That's that so was cool. over there too in Brooklyn. Yeah. It was fun. And- and so if people are, you know, you're always our ice cream expert. Can you mm. tell them about um, about what what you were being filmed for, but what it would mean to go to the space and see the film that you were in? Oh, well, Museum of Ice Cream has um, some social, I guess you'd call them like socially interactive museums about ice cream. Mm-hmm. I want to think it's not like going to the National Gallery or something like that in London, but it's more um experiential it's colorful it's fun it's about being with your friends and family and celebrating and they'll typically have different ice cream treats as you go through the museum and kind of artsy a little bit like the place we went down in vegas in area was it yeah meow wolf Wolf. yeah meow wolf kind of like that but not quite as overwhelming yeah yeah. Well, that's cool. Um, so if people are interested in... They're opening July 16th. And um, so, yeah, you can get tickets online and go hang out there. I guess they're advertising right now. They're going to have the world's largest sprinkle pool wow. some somewhere outside in <laughs> Chicago on Sunday the 17th. So if you're in Chicago, yeah, check it out. Very cool. Well, we went to an interactive art show again this time. So when we were in yes, Vegas we before, we went to Meow Wolf. And so, you know, my philosophy of travel is always mm-hmm. to find one fun thing to do a day and yes. one really great place to eat. So we continued that experience mm-hmm. in New York. Yeah. So we um, walked from the event at the Javits Center. We walked to the High Line. Um, yeah. It was nice. Very, very beautiful, a very beautiful walk um, through New York uh, to the Chelsea Market. And we went to, um, it's called Art Tech House. Yeah. And I think they change the exhibit sometimes, but I'm pretty sure it's a permanent space there. And and we saw uh, Life of a Neuron was the exhibit that we saw. That was amazing. It was so fun and cool. And um, we'll post. It was relaxing. Yeah. It's like the beginning all the way through the life and all the way to the death. And you can sit there through the whole thing and and you're completely enveloped in audio visual. Yeah. It's like you're part of the movie. Yeah. It's a very cool experience. I would totally recommend it to people. We went Mm -hmm. to um, the nighttime exhibit, which um, the prices are a little bit lower. It's like a happy hour price and and Mm -hmm. the bar is open, but it is 21 and over for that. Uh, But we went to that one. You can also go in the daytime and children can go. And it just kind of takes you through neuron brain development from birth to death through tragedies and everything yeah so birthday parties and exciting things and happy things and sad things yeah it was very cool very cool interactive experience if anybody has seen like the traveling um van gogh exhibit it was like similar projection style but Mm -hmm. totally different subject matter which Mm -hmm. was interesting to compare the two because it was like a, a totally different experience yeah and had you been to in the Chelsea market before or was that your first time? 
No, I've been there a couple of times okay. with different people and have eaten and walked through the shops and stuff. It's a fun place to go for sure. I would advise people yeah, to go I, there. I think New York does a really great job of having these um, like spaces that are food halls, but they're very nice and um, they feel fun to be in. Um, they're always done really well. There's like yeah. you know, the Chelsea Market, Essex Street Market. There's a lot of them these days. Um, mm-hmm. And so it's good to see that those are uh, thriving there. Uh, you know, while we were there, we went to quite a few. We also went to Little Spain, which, which is um, the Jose Andreas version of a food hall. Where, good. Yeah, it was so good. We ate at the steak restaurant and um, Sarah and I and my brother went there together. And that that space was really cool because it does feel like you have all these um you're like immersed in yeah it's like a mercado yeah and my favorite part was actually eating the olives so and a company that was there from spain got the fancy food show was creative and had two carts set up in that market and they were giving out samples of different types of olives it was wonderful and they were so good. They were, they were you know, so good. Spanish olives. And, um, you know, they have like a flavor and a texture that's much different than mm, like buttery you would get in an olive bar or, meaty. you know, the store. Yeah. I was trying so to figure out if I could make the olives from my tree in my yard taste like that. Well, yeah, I don't think so. <laughs> Probably not. Maybe a girl could dream. Yeah, I think it I don't think it would be about your skill set. I think it's about the Anything's olive possible. trees. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but that was super fun. I would recommend people go there if um if you're in the area, check out mm-hmm. um Little Spain for sure. That was my yeah. big highlight. I wrote best olives. <laughs> yeah, that was good. <laughs> it was super fun. Um and then I also wanted to talk about um just the Specialty Food Association, you presented there at the award ceremony. Oh, yes. Yeah. So my brother and I came to watch you present and see the award ceremony. Will you tell people about that ceremony? So on uh, Sunday evening, there's an opening ceremony and they had uh, staff from the Specialty Food Association and members of the board who are available present some of the Lifetime Achievement Awards and different things that they recognize members for over, you know, over the course of people's tenure within the association. They become recognized for the contributions they've um, given to the food industry. Like there was a story about the uh, one of the guys who came up, told his story about he introduced the Kalamata olive to the U.S., and he talked about it. It was very heartfelt and it was very, it was very wonderful to hear that story and see the power of a unified group of people that believe in the quality of food and, you know, set out to bring the foods from other countries to the U.S. for people to enjoy. Yeah, I thought it, it was- hit home for me. Yeah, I thought it was really cool. It was very a very moving experience because I felt mm-hmm. like it was a really um it was a coming together of kind of people that were first, you know, bringing all these new ideas to market mm-hmm. and then yeah. and then a lot of people that were winning um you know that won awards this year were people that are doing new things um you know, yeah. within the food industry and they were all yeah. there in the same room. So it was very cool. Yeah, and then they had um the some, a couple of the Sophie Award winners were there. Um, mm-hmm. 
that won the top awards. So that was cool. And then there was another evening where they had a pitch fest um, announcement. And one of our companies from Oregon, you Rosti, which is a stuffed potato, actually won the pitch fest. That's so cool. So, and the pitch fest was for, I think um, it was for $10,000 and a, a whole bundle of services that they'll um, get to use from industry suppliers. So that was really cool. That's cool. Cause aren't they your buddies? Didn't you? Well, <laughs> Did they, they worked through the food. Well, they I mean, them? they did, they did quite a bit of work here when they mm-hmm. first started and then came back a second time and did some additional work. So we had our hands in helping them kind of commercialize some of the stuff that they have. Um, and they had some new products that they developed on their own. So they're, they're uh, doing great. Yeah. I, I went and tasted their stuff because I had seen them at the San Francisco food show. And mm-hmm. I think then they maybe just had one, you know, one item, but they, yeah, they a- started with us in 2000. Was that in 2019 that you were with? Yeah. With us? Yeah. That's when they started. Yeah. Now the, they're and- the number one selling item on um, the buying network or something on TV. Oh, wow. That's wild. Yeah. <laughs> That's really cool. Yeah. So they had some new flavors. It's not so Home Shopping Network. It's the other checked one. Checked them out. Like yeah. uh, QVC or something. QVC. That's the one. Yeah. 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 They've started to reach out to different food makers. Um, mm-hmm. and, and I think they sell food well through mm-hmm. that through that outlet. One of the people that came with us to the show and was in the incubator village was approached by home shopping network. So we'll see. I won't tell who it is, but yeah, we'll see what happens. Yeah. Sometimes that was kind of one of the things I wanted to talk about is that we can't really tell anybody like um, successes or deals that happen because they're probably all still in the making. Yeah. It takes Um, a while for stuff to happen. It takes a while, but I did want I did want um, people to know that that when you go to those shows, it's not like maybe it used to be. I think a lot of those buying shows, people were like writing orders on the spot and stuff Sometimes like that. Sometimes that happens. Yeah, but, I, I mean, think, ultimately, people want to get a purchase order. Yeah, that's what you want. And the way that I would get those orders right on the spot when I went um, was mm-hmm. really to have it go through FAIR or through the Specialty Food Association um, marketplace, in, marketplace the yeah. inf- Infinite Aisle. Mm-hmm. Um, if you are going to go to one of those shows, I think the best way to get sales right on the spot is to have a QR code with those two ways of people to purchase. Because some people are on one platform and some people are on the other. That's and, a good idea. Um, and just have a little sign or a little card and people can just scan it and then they'll just place orders right there. And, um, you know, when I good went job, to San Francisco... Sarah, that's smart. Yeah, that's, that's the way that I got orders at this show at um, the fancy... Um, or the good food mercantile. mercantile. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> the good food mercantile was I had my link to fair. And um, and so people would just be like, oh, great. You know, I'll just do it then. And, and also a good way to answer people when they ask if you have distribution, if you're a small company and um, you don't use a distributor, mention those two things. Mention fair and mention yeah. infinite aisle as your distribution system. And then and people are like, like oh, oh, great. Okay. Perfect. And then they'll just Sweet. do it. So so that's kind of just a little tip for people. That's a great uh, if you're trick and tip. Those. Yeah. That's what I was doing. And, and it worked that way. And I think that um, 
I think the way people are ordering is definitely changing. I think yeah. when I first went to shows, people would sometimes like write out a PO or, or um, you know, write orders. Hand, they probably they just use their credit them. cards. Yeah. And then now I mean, people just, always say, do you take credit cards? Yeah. You have to say yes. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I'll take your credit card. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And now I just say, yeah, just scan, you know, you can order on fair, scan the QR code and, and that's oh. the way people want to do it. So it's like, it's like kind of the new wave of how people want to order um, at these kind of shows is what I'm that's learning. Good. So, so if you don't know how to set those up, just, you know, you can Google it, you can Google fit, how to get on fair, how to set that, how to get the QR code. Um, but I would, I would definitely recommend cool, that. Sarah. Yeah. And, um, I wanted to talk about some, um, I met a lot of hot sauce buddies, so I wanted to give some That's shout cool. out. So, um, do you think there should be a hot sauce section at the fancy food show? I don't think there should be, because how could you taste a bunch of hot sauces, right? You know, one after the other, you'd really burn your tongue. Well, you know, yeah, I think, I don't think there needs to be a section. I do think there's a lot of a lot of sauce makers, and I don't think it's a problem because mm-hmm. I think that um, you know different makers fit into different places. And yeah. so I think if you have them all together, I do think it's overwhelming for people's palates. Yeah. Um, you know, I do a lot of hot sauce shows. Like I just did one right when we got back at OMSI. I did. Um, mm-hmm. They were doing a OMSI after dark, a fire event, and so mm-hmm. they invited all of us hot sauce makers to be there. I do think it's hard for te- people unless you're specifically into eating hot sauce to yeah, try you eat it on everything then you yeah. can do it but but I think for a typical buyer that's not the case <clears throat> they do want to try it and they do want to bring it into their store but I think it's better spaced out me too um, but I did have a lot of buddies there that I just wanted to give shout okay. out to um, let's hear them so black mamba is black um mamba is a sauce company that is from West Africa. And uh, they came to visit my kitchen a few years ago. I think you had set it up. Oh, um, all these women from Africa, women food entrepreneurs came yeah. and they asked if they could come to my kitchen and see how yeah. I made things. And I Did stayed in contact with a lot oh, of them. That's so awesome. And so they weren't all sauce makers, but but um, some were wine makers or jam or, you know, mm-hmm. but they were all um, starting these businesses in Africa. So Black Mamba was one of them. And so I got to see her again mm-hmm. and um, and they had a booth in the section in the um you know, like international section. And so that was very cool. And that then is cool. the other thing that was kind of neat is that I invited my hot sauce buddies that, um, that have the store heatness. So they, and they're buyers, um, right? They're buyers. Yep. Right. So, so Sarah and I, um, got them into the show. That's uh, right. Cause so, we're, yeah, we're cool. <laughs> we can do that sometimes, but I think that, um, you know, if you have a, a buyer that is um, a good client for you or important for you, I think it's nice to invite them to those shows. So, right. If you're in the show, you get invitations you can send you out to buyers. Yeah. And they can get in for free then. At both shows, they do that at the That's Good great. Food Mercantile and at the Fancy Food Show. And I would say, take the time to do that yeah. because it means really, a lot to them. It means a lot to them because then they don't, um, you know, 
have to pay to go to the show or they don't have to figure it out if it's going to mm-hmm. work, you know, you yeah. just say, Hey, I can put you on the list. It makes them feel like they're like VIP, which they are. Buyers we, are VIP. We want buyers to be there. And, um, and then you can meet up with them. So like Heatness is, is one of my main wholesale clients. So I invited them there and they only buy hot sauce. And I knew that they would find, you know, hot sauce makers. And so, um, you know, I walked around with them a bit at the show and then, um, you know, told them some of the people that I had met at other places. Cause of course they always asked like, Oh, what did you like? You know? And I had mm-hmm. gone the day before and tasted all the sauces. Ah, you screened it places. for them. That was very nice of you actually. Yeah. Well, I think that, mm-hmm. um, you know, that's, that's something to keep in mind friends. for for your favorite buyers, like maybe they're trying to build out a category in their store or something. They might really value your opinion if they really like the food you're making. Yeah, I think they do. I I mean, um, you know, I just think it's a nice thing to do. So, so make sure to take those opportunities. If you, if you get free tickets to invite people, even if you think maybe they don't, you know, it's not like a grocery store, so maybe it wouldn't be a good idea. But even like if there's like a gift store or something, I mean, anybody. I also um, invited the people who run the Kitch platform, which is a mm. food, um, the food cooking platform that go? I've been cooking on. Yeah, they did. Because I knew that they would be interested in what's going on in food because that's what, Mm -hmm. you know, that's who they have on the show. And so then they were there looking for people to come cook on the platform, you know? Oh, so very clever. Yeah. So that was like a nice thing. And then they appreciated being invited to the show. And it just like, yeah. And you get to be more of a friend with them too, mm -hmm. because you actually spend a few more moments with them. Yeah. You know, then most people are just so busy rushing around, not thinking of other people. Yeah kindness and generosity goes so far in the food industry. I think so too. And it's nice. It's nice Mm -hmm. to just be like, oh yeah, hey, we got, you know, I got my buddies into this thing and then, you know, they can check it out. And, um, and I think it, it makes it feel less like, trade showy and more like yeah, hey more this community is a, this is a yeah. community event where we all happen mm-hmm. to be here at the same time and we're not just think it. if every single participant in the show had that same sense of wanting to invite and and include so that we were more inclusive that would give equity like just information gives people equity and makes them feel more included yeah yeah for sure yeah it's a good idea. So invite those buyers mm-hmm. if you can. Um, yep. Let me sh- let me shout out a couple of the other hot sauce buddies. Okay, I just had you a go. few. Um, Hellfire was one that I Hellfire. met. That they, so they roast all of their peppers. They had mm-hmm. a really cool product. Um, Clark and Hopkins. He was at the um, fancy food and good food mercantile, and then Seed Ranch. And Seed Ranch is cool because they make some hot sauces, but they um, were just they were there with their sauces. But they also developed a new product, which is a um, mac and cheese. But oh. they are marketing it to adults, and so I think it's Spicy. called grown ass mac and cheese <laughs> <laughs> and it's vegan and they were oh. there sampling it with their hot sauces on it and it was so good and so i wish them the best of luck in launching their new products because mm. i thought it was very it was a great idea to do both things in there yeah at the, that at sounds the really show. good yeah so that that was my hot sauce um shout out good for you <laughs> and um I wanted to talk about some of the cool products that I, that I found. Okay. So tell me about them. 
Well, one, I didn't really, I was too busy. I didn't do a very good. I admittedly did not do a good job of walking the show <clears throat> well, and admiring was, people's products. I'm sorry. This is people. the first time that I was at the show where I wasn't working at the but at you the were doing other show. kind of work you were I was being, doing other work I was you were I like was, being you yeah I was that's meeting, a lot of work <laughs> doing that <laughs> I was meeting people I was um talking with people you're I like was, the hostess of yeah, the show I was the meet and greeter <laughs> you were you had like your own little assembly of people there which is very cool well, it was it was nice to do it, you know. And I know sometimes people take a year off from having a booth; they'll do it like every other year, but they'll still yeah, go they'll really because not spend the money and go. But the thing is, is that like you have to spend money to make money. So if you're not there, you don't know what you missed, and you know, so you're just kind of self limiting by saying, "Oh, I'll go next year." Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think well, so. What I did think you it's, miss? It's always a good idea to go. I think it. Um, you know, I think that it's good to interact with everybody this, but this was definitely the first time that I wasn't like behind a booth. So, um, you know, I've either gone with my own business or gone working with someone else's business or, um, you know, whatever it was, but this time I was free to just walk around, which was Mm -hmm. very cool because I got to experience the show in a different way. Yeah. Not really feeling rushed. So I could chat with people about their products. And I've done that before too. It's really fun. It's really nice. I found a lot of cool stuff. So let me, let me tell you about it. So there is, um, a company called uh, Svegolni Pasta. I'm probably Svegolni saying it pasta. wrong. It's S S O G L I N N. Oh, L-I-N-A. what's cool about that? So they developed a brand new pasta shape. It's the first new pasta shape in like a, a long time. And it's called the um, Cascatelli shape, which Cascatelli. means waterfall. Oh, and so the shape of the pasta really does look kind of like a waterfall coming down. It's like a little U with with um, some lines coming down. So they have this. They sell pasta. They have all these different kinds of pasta. But so they the sauce brand trickles new down those little. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's yeah. Cool. So if you want to check that out, so that's kind of a design that. thing. Innovation can happen in a lot of different ways. Yeah, I thought it was neat, and that w- they were getting a lot of media draw to it um, mm-hmm. because it was something that was new to the pasta category so i mean um, shapes are cool changing yeah. shapes are cool yeah bringing two unusual things together is always cool yeah for sure so mm-hmm. that was that was one i wanted to tell people about that was really neat um and then i also let's see oh um Secret Aardvark, which is a local mm-hmm. hot sauce company. So I didn't yeah, put this in the Oregon. hot sauce section because I they've they already are my buddies. The other people are all kind of new buddies. Mm-hmm. Um, but Stacy has come out with new flavors, and I got to try yeah. those. It's oh, show. yum! And so um, they're much hotter than their Ooh. original Secret Aardvark. So what they I, put in there made them much it. hotter. Well, my favorite one is the red scorpion. And so that Ooh. one is habanero peppers with scorpion peppers. That's um, hot. It's hot. It's very good. So if people are into hot, I would say get yourself a bottle of that. That was my fave. Um, one other company that I really wanted to give a shout out to that I loved. So they were my neighbors at the Good Food Mercantile. And then they were um, also at the Fancy Food Show. And their um, company is called Norwegian Baked. And they make these Norwegian um, crackers. Are they from Norway? 
Yes. The woman oh. who, um, Are those who owns seed the company crackers? is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're like seeded crackers. Oh. So they're, they're gluten-free yeah. and um, so oh, delicious. you know them? Wow. And so beautiful. The the packaging is beautiful. Mm. The um, crackers are beautiful. Uh, so I would say check them out. They definitely were popular with, um, you know, I love those cheese kind of buyers because, yeah. the, because they fit into those specialty food shops. Mm-hmm. And it was um, a very cool product. They're She's definitely handcrafted. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the rosemary lemon one was one of my favorites. So if you. Oh, you know what's going to be awesome. They're going to put all the links to these businesses in our story. So when if you want to try and find all these businesses, they're going to put the links right in the story about us online. So you can just go in there and click, click on them and you can buy this stuff. That's perfect because, yeah. <laughs> because they're great products and I think people should check them out. Yeah. Even if you just want to see um, some of them... Um, that I liked, I wanted to talk about, um, packaging that I liked okay, uh, okay, visual packaging. So there's a coffee, coffee company called Onyx coffee lab. Okay. And they, um, get one of my best packaging awards because, Ooh. um, they do coffee, which, you know, the coffee market is of course, huge. There's Saturated. so many people that roast coffee. They, um, do a lot of really good work with how they source. They were at the good food mercantile and they were also at, um, fancy food, but, Excellent. um, but their packaging is so beautiful. They um, do like uh, impressed boxes with different designs. So they had I think like I've seen those before. one with a skeleton on it that was really cool. Mm. Um, they just had really really great packaging. So check that um, check that packaging out because they they won my best packaging award <laughs> that I just made up right now. <laughs> <laughs> and then um, one of my favorite tastes that I had. Yeah, what um, was it? was they're up in the Japanese international section. Mm-hmm. They had, um, there's always a lot of yuzu things, which I really love yuzu. You know, the mm-hmm. new wine that I did um, has yuzu in it. And I, um, you know, was able to sample a lot of yuzu stuff when I was at the fancy food show in San Francisco. Oh, that's cool. And so um, they had candied yuzu peels. Oh, like, you know, like you would have like candied ginger, candied orange peels. We see a lot here in the U.S., but they had candied yuzu and then candied mandarin peels. And they Yum. were so, so good. That's so that funny. was one of my favorite um, bites that I had. And that um, company is called uh, Rantiksu. I'm Rantiksu? Probably, probably saying it wrong, but, you know, Japanese company. They're great. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry for the mis- mispronunciation. I, of course, do not speak Japanese. Um, and then I had a favorite, there's a lot of veggie stuff happening in the, in the food world. So, um, a lot of vegan veggie burger type things. Um, I tried a veggie burger and I know that you have, um, um, you know, veggie burger, garden burger experience, Sarah, but, um, this company is called cruise veggie burgers and they are a family that is making um veggie burgers they're made you know where some of the things go into like a a totally different world of ingredients where it's um new stuff they are making a veggie burger with mushrooms um it's so good i loved the texture i loved the flavor um so cruise veggie burgers check them out yum veggie burgers you can't go wrong if you just eat veggie burgers one day a week 
that are actually made from vegetables, you're actually doing something for the planet. Yeah. And I, I mean, I think I thought their stuff was really great. It wasn't trying mm. to be meat or like a fake meat, anything like that. It was just yeah, like a really great one. Yeah. Too. Yeah. This one, I, I loved it. Support it. They were really, really, really nice people and um, check them out. And then I had, um, uh, let's see, Chi Kitchen was the other one I wanted to tell people about. They, hey, um, Sarah, guess what? We forgot to take a break. Oh, ha. Let's take one. Okay, let's take a break. And when we come back, let's hear what else you found at the Fancy Food Show. Okay, we'll be right back. Oregon State University's College of Agricultural Sciences and the Food Innovation Center are proud sponsors of Meaningful Marketplace. With a mission to serve all Oregonians, we are committed to giving voice to those whose food and agricultural stories are not always heard. By providing access and opportunity for a more diverse and just food system, because food brings people together. All right, we're back from break. Sarah, tell us more. Tell us more. We're hungry. Okay, I just have a couple more. But um, Chi Kitchen, I started to talk about. Uh, they do like um, fermented kimchi and and mm. things of that variety. But they had a sesame slaw. That was Ooh, really good. I love um, sesame seeds. Yeah, it was so good. It was like, it was sesame seeds, um, maybe like some pickled onions, something like that. But it was, it was great. And she mm-hmm. had won an award for that. Um, and oh, that's the great. Own, that we the owner was there. Her. Yeah. And sampling. And I think she's going to be a podcast guest in the future. So oh, hopefully good. we'll have more from her. But in the meantime, check out Chi Kitchen. And then um, I tried something for the first time that I hadn't tried, which is a coconut water that's spiked. So it's an alcoholic, low alcohol um, coconut water. And it was from a company called Sunboy. Yep, that made it to the top trends list. Mm-hmm. Sunboy spiked coconut drinks with 5% alcohol. Yeah, and, and right now they're the first um, spiked coconut water company and cool. um the flavors were really good they had like a passion fruit was my favorite they, they had keep a you from ones. getting dehydrated at the same time as drinking alcohol yeah it seemed like a great beach drink you know that's mm-hmm. kind of their theme they have like a um you could definitely see their cart from far away because they have like a beachy umbrella and, um, and they were so nice and kind there and just like giving with their samples. They're like, come back, hang with us party. They have this like party, party boy vibe going on. (laughs) So it was fun. Um, sun boy, coconut water, check them out. That's cool. And then, um, there was lots of great chocolate makers and I wanted to talk, I just wanted to highlight some of the women chocolate makers that, I okay. met. um, they may be guests on the show later, but I just wanted to give them a shout out. Um, French broad is one of them. And, um, she does all these different cool chocolate flavors. Um, you know, they roast the beans, just a wonderful, they have great packaging, wonderful chocolate. Uh, and then there was another one called fine and raw chocolate and they have, Ooh. um, cool packaging design with illustration and their chocolates were all really great and um, both female makers. So I wanted to give that. That's wonderful. Little shout out. That's cool. It's a good list, Sarah. Yeah, that was my list. How'd I do? You did awesome. (laughs) Any, um, any updates you want to say about um, Um, any of the people you brought with you or. Oh, well, um, 
they're all doing really well. I haven't actually talked to them because I think they're all super busy filling orders. Yeah, that's good. I, you know, I was there, um, to check on Lisa and, um, you know, we had gotten her ready from Lisa mm-hmm. from Tan Tan. Yeah. My culinary group, uh, Ladam's Escoffier had sponsored her booth. Yeah. And, uh, I have to say that her booth looked awesome. It did. She, look she did every suggestion that, um, the ladies in the group put out there. So she had recipe cards, which she didn't have before for people to cook. Um, ladies in the group helped her to do those. Um, everything looked really great. She had a scannable code and she said people were doing that to get to, for her, it was to get to infinite aisle. Mm -hmm. Um, and so that was really great. And then she did a new packaging design that was a little gift set. They hadn't done that before. Yes. That was nice. I think those were all really great things. And the other thing that I noticed that she did that I thought was really nice was she brought a friend so that um, mm-hmm. the, mm-hmm. her friend was standing next to her with samples to get buyers to come over. And, and she was stepping out into the crowd as they walked by and asking him to come and look at their products. Yeah, which I that think was nice. I think it was really great. And um, also... One thing that I loved is that she brought a step stool to stand on. Oh, yeah. She looked really tall. Yeah, she looked really (laughs) tall. But she was like, I just knew that if I was standing on this stool and I was looking up to people, I would feel more confident. So do whatever it takes to feel confident in your booth space. She got a stool to stand on so she could see over where all of her display stuff was, which is, I think, important. You don't want to be hidden behind your display. Yeah. So we did have a couple of new companies. We had um, Mosaic Grove. She is launching her Tiger Nut products. She actually has a farm in Ghana, and she's supporting females in agriculture there, Dr. Kaze Wright. And that's pretty exciting. And, of course, Queen of Hearts Superfoods was there, and Retreat Foods was there. Um, Saba Sauce, Abejo was there, and a uh, new product launch for gor- the Gorgeres. Gorgeres, I never say it right. Elevate Your Bake was there, and I think that was a crowd favorite. They make a savory shoe pastry with uh, cheeses and yummy inclusions. That was a really good product. We are glad to have everybody with us in Incubator Village. Yeah, it was such a fun section to check out. And, you know, it was we, a big village. It we was. had over 30 companies there. That's so cool. I loved mm-hmm. it. It was great. Yeah. Super great. Um, I wanted to just tell people where I ate while I was in New York because okay. I was getting a lot of questions about that. Um, my highlights I went uh, to K Town, so uh, Korean food. Um, we went to and did a tasting menu at a place called. Jumak Benjam. And um, it was so wonderful. Such a fun experience. Um, I would recommend people checking out that area of town if you haven't. And definitely, um, if you can swing it, do the tasting menu. Um, It was it was very cool. Uh, Would recommend it all the way. And then uh, I went to a place called King's Imperial. Yeah. And uh, that was great. Chinese, kind of like fancy Chinese food. And they had these Szechuan mushrooms that I will dream about forever. They were so good. Yum. (laughs) And then um, one of the new spots that I um, met 
them and our and our sauces will be in is called Pine and Poke, and it is a tiny market on the outside. And then you walk through a secret wall of chocolate bars. What? You open it up, and there's a huge secret bar. Um, oh, so I didn't get very to go cool. There. Well, we'll go, go next time. Yeah, we will go next time. We actually didn't get to hang out in the bar because I had to come see you present. So we checked it Good out. Glass. She let me take a video and then I was like, okay, bye. You <laughs> I did have one really, well, besides the dinner I had with you, I had another really nice dinner at Loy Estiatoria and it's on 132nd West 58th Street, sort of over by Central Park. And it's Greek food. And Maria Loy has a bunch of specialty Greek foods that you can buy. She's also a member of the Specialty Food Association. And I'd have to say that was probably one of the best Greek meals I've had ever in my life. It was really delicious. That's so fun. Well, next time we go, we'll have to hit it up. (laughs) Yeah, next time. All right, Sarah. Well, I think that was all of, oh, wait, I wanted to say I did meet some very cool people that I was excited about. So um, sometimes in the uh, fancy food booths, they will have celebrities visit to do book signings, to do meet and greets, things like that. So um, I got to meet Gail Simmons. She had a new book called Bringing It Home. Um mm-hmm. She gave me a book. She signed it. I got to meet her. She, you know, people might know her. She's a, um, I mean, she's a cookbook author. She's a chef. She's amazing. Uh, she's also, uh, one of the, um, judges on top chef. So that's fun. Yeah. Yeah. So that was very cool. Um, I think you're getting to be like one of the cool people to know sort of like, I can't believe I get to hang out with you. You're super I think cool. you're one of the cool people to know, and I can't I don't know about get that, to hang out with you. Oh my gosh. <laughs> just creating as we go. Yeah. Well, I mean, I just, you know, I love to meet people. I love to um, have fun. I like to discover new things and interact with people. And I think sometimes those shows can be, um, they are whatever you make them out to be. So, yeah. you know, so if, if it's like, if you want to feel disappointed or like the money wasn't worth it, then that is how you feel. And if you want to feel like it's all an exploration in fun and you're so hanging, fun. I mean, it's, it's a marketing expense. Come on, people. Yeah. yeah I it think is, that's a good way have to, look to at it. write it. You have to write it into your business plan. You have to spend the money. You have to go. You have yeah. to get out there. I think so. And I think learn just have so a, much, have a good time. You know, I, yeah. um, I rented a street Vespa and rode around the city and met up. With I was all like, how do you know how to drive those things? Holy smokes. <laughs> all of a sudden I get this picture of her with this fancy helmet on. I was like, what? You got a driver on a bike? And she's like, no, I drove it myself. <laughs> well, and I had a great time. I don't, and you know, that's the thing. Like if I was preoccupied with, um, actually selling and getting new accounts. I think that it would have been a totally different experience, but I was like, I'm just going to have fun. I'm going to meet up with people. I'm going to chat stuff. And I think that I actually had got more accounts and more interest um, just because like my attitude was different. You were (laughs) networking. (laughs) Yeah, I think. And I had a good time. (laughs) Connecting and making friends. Yeah. For sure. I mean, that's really what business is about is being friends with people and making connections. And 
supplying yeah. other businesses with really good foods, you know, that people want to buy. Yeah. It's like a whole thing. I think so. Well, I had a great time and I was glad that I could be there with you. And I know Vegas, baby. We'll be I there can... and we'll be there in January. We're going back. <laughs> back to it. Mm-hmm. It'll be great. Well, we want to thank everyone for listening. If you have any questions, you can always send us messages about um, any of the food shows. Mm-hmm. We record Masoni and Marshall live every week. You can find us on your favorite podcast platforms like iTunes and Stitcher. We want to thank our audio engineer, Alon, and our production assistant, Chelsea. And if you want to be a guest on the show, we are currently taking new guests. So you can send us an Instagram message at Masoni and Marshall. And we'll be back next week. Thanks for joining, everybody. Bye. Bye for now. Market of Choice is a proud sponsor of Meaningful Marketplace. As a family-owned organ grocer for 42 years, Market of Choice strives to inspire, mentor, and assist a diverse group of local producers and foster equity in our communities. With 11 stores in Oregon, Market of Choice supports these craft makers, as well as farmers, fisherfolk, and ranchers, by bringing more than 7,000 local products to market. Together, we form a sustainable, community-based food system that serves our great state. To learn more, go to marketofchoice.com. You're listening to the Startup Radio Network. Listen, learn, launch. 10% of our gross revenue goes directly to women entrepreneurs in developing countries around the world through Kiva's microfinance program.